All right, health naturally the name of the game. Dennis Stewart is here. Dennis, always nice to see you. Blazer on, ready to go, mate. Very much so. I have to look the part, Mark. Yeah. I have to bring you up to that appropriate standard. Yeah, well, you know, we average out okay, don't we? We do indeed. Um, Last week, you you kind of spoke about um, goat's milk. We found an old neighbour of yours as well. We did. How about that? I'm still still reeling under that. What a wonderful one. I went home and told my wife she could... Hardly believe it. I said, it's true. There <laughs> you go. Uh, today, they were kind of sticking in that similar vein because we'll be up mm. into the throat today. Winter time and a lot of those congestive yeah. sort of wet mucusy type of conditions yeah. come in and you may have the answer for us today. A few clues, particularly for elderly people and particularly for elderly people or ordinary people that aren't elderly who experience chronic uh, respiratory conditions, upper and lower, but in particular... The lung, what I call wet lung conditions. A few hints, taking up a few ideas that we've touched along the way to help people battle these wintertime conditions which are asserting themselves pretty strongly presently. First up today, Cheryl at Ashton Field. You have some questions in and around osteoporosis for Dennis today. Cheryl, what's happening? Uh, well, I was diagnosed with osteoporosis probably two to four years ago. Yes. And I've been having the prolia injection. Yes. But um, now the doctor suggested that I have a calcium infusion mm-hmm. because um, it didn't seem to be um, changing too much or getting a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was wondering, I'm not overly fussed on having a calcium infusion, reading that it could stay in my body for two years, 12, to, 12 months to two years. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there's anything else I could do to um, prevent having to have this infusion. Have you a thought of discussing... Uh, calcium supplementation with Sorry. your uh, doctor or endocrinologist? I do um, take calcium, mm-hmm. um, vitamin D, but my vitamin D got really high. Okay. For you, some reason. Uh, uh, you're being managed by a, an endocrinologist, are you? No, just a doctor. Okay. Look, um, a suggestion here is it might be if your vitamin D is, is getting high, mm. um, I'm. <laughs> I would be suggesting that you discuss with your good GP um, a bit of investigation, um, re, uh, what's called an endocrinologist, someone who looks at the functioning of your endocrine system, particularly your thyroid function. Oh, right. um, um, uh, I could talk a little bit more about this because it's close to uh, what has been happening in our family, but I'd suggest uh, at least open a dialogue to see if there is something happening uh, with your thyroid or your parathyroid mm. that could be associated with uh, your lack of response to the initial <coughs> medication. Oh, okay. I think he does blood tests all the time. Would he pick it yes. up in that? Um, he may. He may. But um, it, I would still suggest yep. that you run it past your good GP under no circumstances am I suggesting that, he, that he's not doing his work properly. No, but no. Our, our experience... And I can use that term. Our experience within the family has been that um, following it through uh, to an endocrinologist gave us an insight and um, an opportunity to uh, get it looked at and and, uh, even presently being treated. So an endocrinologist, whatever you is that? Endocrinologist, that's a a specialist. It's a specialist. Oh, okay, then. Good. That looks particularly at thyroid, parathyroid parathyroid uh, activity. And, uh, look, it's a line of um, discussion, I would suggest, 
you take up with your GP. I will. I will, Dennis. That, no, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I will do that. And let, let me know how you go, Cheryl, because uh, as a result of, um, uh, I best call it, family um, mm. um, problems in this area, um, we know a bit about the thyroid, the parathyroid, and the ramifications of uh, various uh, levels within the body and the impact that that has right. on, on perhaps even what you're talking about. All right, best of luck with that, Cheryl. And uh, Dennis, you mentioned following up uh, for, for yep, Cheryl yep, there. Yep. Uh, good afternoon to uh, Brian at Bellbird. Brian, you actually want to follow up with uh, something that Dennis helped you with a few weeks back there. Uh, yeah, mate, I just wanted to say thank you to him. He gave me a bottle of um, <laughs> ointment for my granddaughter who had very bad hands through watching and everything all the time. Oh, yes, the, yes. The Utrecht based one, yeah, I think it is. That's the GA complex. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, great. Well, I, I just wanted to say thanks because her hands have clean, cleared up really well. Oh, that's nice. Look, so. if, she, if, you, if she needs more, she can get it from... Uh, uh, Sally Bowen's practice in Cumberland Street. It's stocked there as well. Oh, okay then. But yeah, um, the other thing I just wanted to ask you: her brother, um, he tipped a pan of boiling water over. Right, oh, yeah. well, it wasn't water; it was fat over yeah. his hand. Yes, it, it has um, healed and gone. It's gone to like that purpley colour now. Yes. Would that be any good? To be putting on that, or you wouldn't touch it. No, look, that—that's a burn. There may be yeah. some, um, maybe some skin damage there. Have, you've obviously showed it to to your GP, have you? Oh, the burn that he's got. Well, he, he was up at the hospital up okay. at um, Cessnock yeah. um, when it all happened and right. everything, and they give him um, the ointment. They give him was for conjunctivitis. Okay, okay. To uh, put into it, so but. It's just gone to that really smooth skin now where it's gone purpley colour. Is, is it itchy or inflamed? Or Well, he, he did say it is itchy, and I, I thought, well, maybe this um, ointment might be um, all right on his hand, but I thought I'd just check with you first. But... Look, I think it would. I'd be reluctant to say uh, do that because you're talking about the consequences of a burn, yeah. Um, if if we were to do anything, I'd, I'd like to have a look at it first. Uh, but um, how old's the little boy? Oh, he's not little. He's um, how old? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Oh, okay. Well, cooking the barbie. Yeah, he was cooking the barbie, and he went to grab the oh, fry pan. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, look, so uh, what what we would do in those situations, in burn situations, we we use um, honey and honey ointments. Oh um, yeah. But it's yeah. a bit late now. Look, I'd give it time. Just give it time to go. Yeah, give it time. Okay. Well, the main thing was, was just to say thank you for that ointment for the granddaughter because it has worked and good, she's good. quite happy with it. So. Yeah, well, that's, I'm pleased, Brian, and I'm glad that you got back to me about that. That that particular ointment, um, oh, there's a bit of a story to it, but uh, it goes back about 30 years when I was looking at um, new substances to uh, use for dermatitis and eczema. Yeah. And uh, I, I came across old literature that spoke about the extract of licorice, known as glycotinic acid, which when combined with oil of cade, which is juniper tar or pine tar, uh, works remarkably well on, on itching, irritable skin conditions. And well, we've even got her into wearing gloves now. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, it's, thing, it's, but it's, her hands are <laughs> healed up over the free, which I didn't think it would act that quick, but... Oh, if, it, if, it's, if it's the right cream for the condition, it will take it up rapidly. 
G'day to Jeanette at Walls End. You have some questions for Dennis today. What's happening, Jeanette? Um, I've suffered a lot of pain for a while with costochondritis. Mm. Um, they prescribe an anti-inflammatory, yes. but I can't take anti-inflammatories yeah. because I have an ulcer. Mm. I've recently started taking the powdered um, collagen. Yes. Um, but not long enough for it to have made any difference yet, right. and I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions. So it's it's an inflammatory condition. Um, yes. Is it affecting you systemically or just locally? Um, locally, I think the the cartilage apparently becomes inflamed yeah, and that's, that's it right. catches. Okay. Yes. And and your and your doctor has prescribed some medication for you. No. Oh, okay, okay. And you tried anti-inflammatories? Um, well, I can't take anti-inflammatories because I have a stomach ulcer. Okay. Have you discussed with your doctor the possibility of using some of the um, the more natural or um, herbal anti-inflammatories, some of the uh, common ones that exist that are useful, particularly for the milder form of, of inflammatory activities, such things as, as curcumin? I have tried curcumin and my stomach reacts badly. Ah, so even even something like that is yes. is too sensitive. Have you tried glucosamine? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, look, anything you do, Jeanette, I'd suggest that you run past your good GP, but yes. glucosamine is used more for uh, degenerative uh, joint or bony conditions. It It might be useful that or the New Zealand green lip muscle? Yes. Now, the New Zealand green lip muscle, in my opinion, is an underrated preparation for um, um, arthritic-type conditions, inflammatory joint conditions. Um, as far as I'm aware, it has no irritable poten potential for the gut, yes. although there again I'm suggesting that you run it past your GP. Um, I'd yep. be suggesting a trial on New Zealand green lip muscle or glucosamine-based products. But in your case, I would suggest uh, favour first the New Zealand green lip muscle, which is available both in pharmacies and health food stores. And I would say to listeners, the information pertaining to its usefulness as a pain reliever in, in joint and, and uh, muscle conditions is underestimated. And uh, I'd suggest you give it a try. All right. Thank you so much, Jeanette. Best of luck there. Good afternoon, Sue at Valentine. You have some questions in and around alopecia for Dennis today. Go for it, Sue. Oh, good morning. Uh, good afternoon, Dennis. Thank Hello, you Sue. for taking my call. It's a pleasure. Um, my daughter, she's uh, 37. She yes. has two children. Yes. The three-and-a-half-year-old, um, she lost her hair, all of her hair yes. after the child... Uh, by, by the time the child was 12 months, she lost all of her hair. Yes. Now she has a five-month-old baby, and it's thinning severely as well. Mm -hmm. There is a bit of a history of alopecia in the family. Her grandmother had signs of it, but I don't mm -hmm. think she ever fully lost her hair. She had the patches, you know, like the 50-cent patches that yes. tra travelled around. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering if you might be able to give me any... She's breastfeeding too, so... Okay, so it's it's your daughter that's uh, that's lost yeah. the hair again. 
Yes, it's starting to thin severely now. The baby's about five and a half months old, so it's happening again. Okay. Look, I'll give you a few few leads uh, mm. here. Um, in, and I'll refer first to what's called uh, Ayurvedic medicine, of which I'm somewhat of a specialist. I've lectured on yeah. it and used a lot of Ayurvedic remedies. There is a, a herb within the Ayurvedic tradition, yeah. uh, which in Sanskrit is known as Bringaraj, but yeah. is uh, botanically known as Eclipta alba, E-C-L-I-P-T-A, Eclipta yeah. alba. Now, yeah. Bringaraj in, uh, in Sanskrit means ruler of the hair. And, right. and hence, if you go into any um, uh, shop that mm. stocks Indian products, you'll find on the cosmetic and medicine area preparations mm. containing Bringaraj to be used both topically and mm. also orally. It's, so uh, what about the breastfeeding? Will that be well, this, this, this is yeah. where... I would urge caution and mm. the possibility of starting off first with what mm. is mainly used uh, as, as a, a, a hair lotion, a shampoo, a cream. Yeah. Um, yes. I know that they're readily available because I, I visit uh, a good um, Indian food store in Gosford when I travel back there and mm. they have shelves containing um, preparations based on Bringraj. I would be suggesting that she think about that and get some of that and use that topically. However, yeah. however, uh, my approach, as far as oral medication has been, has, yeah. has always been based on using a, uh, a supplement known as tyrosine, T-Y-R-O-S-I-N-E, which is an amino yeah. acid, a, a protein yeah. substance. Um, yeah. And secondly, and I have great confidence in this, I have used... For the bulk of my career, a bracket of minerals uh, used and developed by Black, Blackmores years ago, unfortunately not as popularly used by naturopathic practitioners today as they mm. should be, these mm. remedies are known as celloids, C-E-L-L-O-I-D-S. Yeah. Now, in the Blackmores prescribing manual, there are a bracket of three or four minerals mm. that are considered to be important in the addressing of what's called the falling hair or loss of hair. Yes, um, okay. Mm -hmm. One of them is, is a particular form of silica, but there, mm. there are accompanying remedies. What yes. I, what, if she's at all interested, um, yes. um, they would be available um, from my practice in New Lambton or other uh, naturopathic practices, celloids mm. in the Blackmore's Manual under mm. the heading of hair loss led mm. by a preparation called S79, which is silica and companion remedies. Now, mm. for the cynics out there, I would dare to say that if I was to ask for, for a cohort of people to sign mm. testimonies to the benefit of using the celloids of Blackmore's for hair loss, mm. plus tyrosine as amino acid, there would mm. be many that would come forward and vouch for the benefit of that combination. The cynics, okay. of course, would say, oh, this was just the condition itself, rectifying mm. itself, the, con the, the condition going into remission. Maybe, yeah, but I don't does, think so. It does rectify itself, but yes. the hair is not strong. It, yes. comes, it does eventually grow back, but it's a bit sort of like cotton, sort of like cotton wool, I suppose. If, 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 if she were not feeding her a, a little baby, I would suggest uh, that she use 
uh, Ecliptor Alba as an oral medication, but I'm mm. not suggesting that now because I don't know if there would yeah. be any transport of that through the milk. But yeah. it's, it's, it yeah. would be an excellent suggestion in her case, yeah. but in the interlude, yeah. think of tyrosine and the celloids. Thank you so much, Sue. And, Dennis, I did have a note there that, as usually as the case, we usually fly pretty close to the nest. Those lovely Indian spices, you got close to that there, Mindigo. Very, very, very close. Yeah. Very close. Uh, actually uh, having some Indian tonight, by the way. You can't beat it. Oh, it's up there. I'm, I am <laughs> magnetically attracted to, <laughs> to Indian food stores. And as I've said before, I love Indian people. They're gracious and courteous, and I have a delightful young uh, little uh, Indian lass that looks after my petrol and uh, things like that at the service station in West Sassnock, and I know she listens to the program. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. So courteous. Once you, get you, you don't have to leave the car. Petrol stuff. <laughs> is it 1950? What's happened? <laughs> Tell you what, Dennis, one day you have to, you'll have to stay here and we'll have to get you the best butter chicken in all of the Hunter, okay? Well, we might have that. We'll do that. We might have that. A topic, Dennis, that you'll be uh, taking up and by the time it takes us to get through these topics, probably as long as the cold winters themselves. <laughs> um, but, look, you get to winter and we get all those, yes. you know, bronchial type yes. of scenarios happen. Yes. And you want to focus on the importance of promoting the health of mucus-secreting, um, you know, regions and respiratory systems, etc. Yeah, look, what we're doing today is starting a, a discussion which will probably continue on for a couple of weeks looking at what I consider to be useful substances to support uh, what I call wet lung conditions, that is conditions of the respiratory system, particularly the lung, characterised by mucus build-up uh, and, uh, and, and periodic infection, as in classic cases such as bronchitis and bronchiectasis. And this is why I said initially uh, this is particularly relevant to, to elderly people where these conditions can be quite problematical. Now, my view is that there are things that we can do uh, to lessen the virulence or the, the activity of this wintertime drama of the weather aggravating these conditions. The mucus-secreting membrane, in my opinion, is necessarily supported by good levels of vitamin A. Now, when I learned nutrition many years ago, we, we always referred to vitamin A as being the, the mucous membrane mm -hmm. remedy. Now, what does that mean? It means conditions particularly of the, of the lung, the mucus-secreting membrane there, that adequate levels of vitamin A tend to help the lung resist infection and hence lessen the production of mucus. It's not an antibiotic. It's not an alternative to antibiotics, but it may improve the health of the lung where there is a borderline level of vitamin A or an insufficient level of vitamin A to support the healthy status of the respiratory mucous membrane. All right, Dennis, the best way to get some vitamin A into us is... Is cod liver oil. And this is oh, see, you, 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 you. We're always fine. <laughs> we're always fine. And so why are all the best things for us... <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, listen, people of my generation uh, would have been raised on, on cod liver oil. I can still remember Friday nights being chased by my father <laughs> with, with, with cod liver oil based preparations. But, Mark, I can never, ever, ever remember myself or my brothers ever being sick, 
ever having mucous membrane conditions, and we ran around the place barefooted, went to school barefooted, we ate no fancy foods, we didn't sit at home looking at uh, screens, we're in the bush running around, we never got infection, and we took cod liver oil regularly because cod liver oil is one of the most important remedies as far as conveying adequate levels of vitamin A and particularly vitamin D. And remember, in the, in the height of the tubercular epi- epidemic, vitamin A, the cod liver oil, was frequently administered medically as a useful tonic for the debilitated state that many respiratory patients would drift into. Right, you mentioned uh, regularly. How regular is regular as you, do- as you laugh? <laughs> well, I, w- I would say as indicated on the label. Right, and you can look. You could get various preparations mm. of of cod liver oil. You can even get it these days in an encapsulated form. Mm. Um, Having the, said that, though, this is based on something here that we've talked a few weeks yeah. ago. Because I mentioned, well, could we get something that just doesn't ta- that something that yeah, tastes yeah, more yeah. amenable to us? But then you thought, well, was yeah, but taste and that experience that your body has through taste is just as important as the other factors. And that really disappointed me. <laughs> In most cases, this may be an exception. A oh, few good. <laughs> but look, he must be thinking I was learning something. It's cheap. Mm. It's available and nasty. It's it's classically used. <laughs> it's classically used. It's in the medical literature. It's a source of vitamin A and vitamin D, and it's particularly good for kids, who's these who, in my opinion, who these days may not be nourished adequately. Mm. Now, I know that's a big call and many out there will throw their head up in horror and think about the bad old days when kids had rickets and things like that. But my belief and based on my observation of kids in practice today is that many of them aren't eating properly and that we may be seeing conditions asserting themselves which call for some of the old time approaches and good cod liver oil will help young people strengthen their bones help their mucous membranes, lessen the symptoms and activity of various respiratory infections. We are letting ourselves down by not referring to some of these older remedies, which I emphasise were prescribed medically by good old doctors that gave preparations like this because they saw them as tonic remedies with ramifications on the respiratory system, on the bony structure and on the health and growth of the individuals. Not just for elderly people, although I believe that cod liver oil would be a great supplement for elderly people, many of whom, in my opinion, are moving too quickly away from their traditional diets. Well, I would ask if there was something that, uh, as a sort of a plan B there, but you've really sold the cod liver oil, so there's no point. It's that or bust, right? No, no, that, that's exactly right. You can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> Fair enough. There's no cod liver oil and cake, I might point out either. Dennis Stewart. Good afternoon, Sharon at Tanambit. Um, in fact, Sharon, we're going to get you back on hold there. Sharon, if you can actually get your get us off speakerphone uh, so we can actually get you there. Good day, Jeff at East Maitland. You want to have a, a chat to Dennis about sore throats today? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind at all. Hello, You're on with Dennis right now. Go for it. How can we help you, Jeff? Uh, uh, well, I was hoping I might be able to help you, and you could help me in return. Uh, oh, I've good. been doing something for I've been doing something for a uh, sore throat yes. for some years now. First of all, it works. Second of all, I want to know whether it, it's going to have some uh, nasty side effects long term. Right. I don't know. But uh, what I find is as soon as I get a, uh, a sore throat coming on, 
I get uh, the 3% hydrogen peroxide, mix it up with a solution of salt water and gargle it. Uh, it's quite foamy and bad tasting, but it certainly gets rid of my sore throats. Okay, look, I'm not a, I'm not a specialist on on um, on peroxide, but from what I understand, it's a, a an antiseptic substance, something that addresses uh, infection and pathogen, and is mainly used topically. Um, I can't comment on its safety or not. I would think, however, that um, it, it's working on on the pathology that might be giving you the sore throat. That that is the the bugs, if you like, or the the bacteria or Whatever there is causing the throat to to assert itself. Does it does it come regularly, Jeff? The sore throat? No, no. It's uh, well, very rare, really. Um, I eat I eat plenty of garlic and, and onions and shallots good, and good. Uh, lots of lots of uh, lots of vegetables and, and salads. So my diet's pretty good. So the colds don't uh, come around too often, but. Uh, yeah, every now and again you can get that nasty. I'm a taxi driver, so I yes. can come in contact with some nasty, uh, nasty throat uh, infections. And over probably five or six years, or maybe even longer, I've been doing this, and it seems to eradicate the problem fairly quickly. Look, off off the cuff, I would say that if if uh, it it were going to damage you in any way, you would have been experiencing it by now. Um, and and the fact that you're only using it episodically. Um, is in your favour also. Um, but again, I come back to the point that I don't know too much about that, so it's best for me not to say, yes, it's okay, or uh, no, it's dangerous. Um, I come back to the point that you've been using it successfully and episodically, that means occasionally, and it doesn't seem to be hurting you. Um, so who am I to comment on it? The only thing that I would say is that um, you might do just as well by uh, using a gargle based on uh, two herbs, echinacea and golden seal, those two herbs as a gargle are very effective for dealing with uh, throat conditions, particularly where there's a, where there's a bacterial activity. Um, that would be what I would be recommending as a, as a herbalist, golden seal and echinacea with some manuka honey used as a, as a, as a gargle and and swallowed, I would think that that would be very competitive with what you're doing. Thank you very much for that, Jeff. Sharon, uh, we didn't quite get to you. Give us a call next week. Dennis, that is it. Health Naturally done. How Went about that? Went too quickly. Went too quickly. Just like that. We'll take up the topic again We will get week. there. All we right. Will. Thanks, Dennis. You have Thank a great you. weekend, okay? Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.